0: You just entered Cafe Conversations, the variety podcast where great conversations take place, covering a variety of topics and oftentimes with a variety of people. So come on in and join the conversation. What's poppin' people? It's your girl Lady D and you're inside another episode of Cafe Conversations. I just want to thank you for joining me. Yes, indeed. It is a Friday night. Everybody's out living it up, living it up. Oh yeah. Friday night because you just got paid. Hey, it's Friday night. is jumping, feeling right. Hey! <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great Friday night. I'm here at the crib chilling, enjoying my me time. Yes, hubby is gone. The kid is gone. And I am just here enjoying my quiet house. There is nothing like being in a quiet house with no one needing anything from you. It is beautiful. I've jacked up some keto cookies and they tasted horrible. And yeah, there's no substitute for the real thing. I'll say that. But anyway, (laughs) hope you guys had a great week. And I just wanted to run through here really quickly and just see how you guys were doing. And of course, to try to be consistent in my podcasting. (laughs) Anyway, today I wanted to talk about um, Black people. Um. yeah, Black people. So you may be saying, well, Lady D, what about Black people? Well, it's been a lot that we've been going through lately in the news. Uh, As you all know, nationwide, worldwide, the Botham John case has been um, basically closed completely. And uh, Amber Geiger received 10 years and uh both of john's brother brandon Jean, the made the decision for his own self-healing to forgive amber and to do that publicly in court during his time where he could speak his his piece about everything and um he asked the judge could he hug her and of course she you know, hesit- hesitated, but she eventually said yes. And he got down and he hugged her and she hugged him and she embraced him. And I don't know exactly what all he said to her because um, I haven't watched any of the after interviews of him. But um, I'm sure he dropped some knowledge on her. And then, of course, the judge. Oh, my God. Judge Tammy Kemp has been brutally destroyed in the media and social media. And abroad uh, for coming down after everything was over and she had dismissed court and everything uh, to kind of, um, I guess, in a sense, console Amber a little bit and pray with her. And she gave her a Bible and so forth and so on. And everybody's just been in an uproar. And then, oh, my God. A few days later, one of the key witnesses and neighbor of the late Botham Jean, um, Joshua, um, was brutally murdered. And of course, the speculation on that just went cuckoo haywire, of course. And um, everybody had their own opinion. Now, I even got inbox messages saying, well, Lady D, are you going to do a podcast on it? You know, it's a conspiracy. You know, the police killed him and da 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 And I'm like, no, mm -mm. I ain't touching that with a 10-foot pole because that don't look right. And uh, I was pretty much right. I'm not saying, well, yes, I am going to say it. Um, I did not believe, not for a moment, that... The police killed him or even had him killed um, after visiting his uh, Facebook page and kind of rummaging through, you know, some of his Facebook belongings. It was uh, very obvious to me that this young man was into some things and um, I believe that some of those things possibly had caught up with him. Um, I do know that he was supposed to also testify in another case, uh, where a friend of his was shot and killed, and he was shot. And then there were some other things going on because he wasn't even here in Texas, uh, during well, at the beginning of Amber Geiger's trial, they had to summon him back to Texas, he was in another state. <clears throat> dealing um, with whether or not he should come back. And even the judge said herself, I'm surprised he even showed up because they knew, um, you know, the things that he was facing and so forth and so on. So if it was a setup, I believe it has something to do with that. If not that, then a bad drug deal, you know. And people say, well, who's going to drive all the way from Louisiana to buy some weed? Come on, boy, you not from the street. Do you not have a street hood cousin or something in your life? You don't watch TV? People do dumb stuff every single day. And where it may be stupid to you or dumb to you, it made sense to a lot of dumb, stupid criminals. I think they even got a show about it called America's Dumbest Criminals. Or the dumbest criminals ever or something to that nature. So, why not? Why wouldn't they drive... Anyway, that's neither here or there. And then a few days later, oh my God, another young lady at home trying to cool her house off in the middle of the night, of course, playing video games with her nephew. Um, and I can't pronounce her name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, but I know her nickname was Tay Tay. Uh, and she was out of Fort Worth and um, a hot, hot headed trigger happy, um, police officer answered the aware of welfare check call. And yeah, everything just went cuckoo crazy from there. And then later on they said, well, she had a gun. And so into her, in her defense, I said she had every right to have a gun. She was at her crib and watching TV and chilling with her nephew. And then here comes somebody, nobody has x-ray vision. She can't see who's outside. You know what I'm saying? Her house peeking through her window. And when she went to look, he shot and killed her. And of course, to keep from getting fired, he resigned. And you guys, you've seen the news and so forth and so on. Right? Right. there's been a lot of protests. Here lately um, in the dallas Fort Worth area, a lot of uh, upset and angry people, a lot of undecided people, a lot of decisive people, a lot of opinionated people, and all of that. Oh, this cough is killing me. Excuse me, guys, but you know, I have this crazy cough and it works me, But <laughs> but it's just been so much going on in the black community. So much has taken place in the last couple of weeks and it's been a very sad day. And then, um, I believe day before yesterday, Congressman uh, Cummings passed away and, um, it's just been a really sad time for the black community and, um, I just felt the need and I felt compelled to kind of elaborate on it a little bit and address it and, um, just share how I feel in regard to the black community as a whole. I really wish that we would not wait until tragedy strikes our community before we decide to stand up and do something. I really wish that we would not wait until tragedy strikes our communities before we, um, really take that leap of faith and try to get involved. I really wish that we would not wait until something happens in our community or to someone that um, we hold dear and close uh, to speak up and to say something. I really wish that we would be a people about our people. I wish that we would take time out to educate the next young Black person. Take time out to teach them something of substance. To begin to teach them something that um, they can take with them and that can nourish them and grow them into a decent human being, not just a Black person, but a decent human being with some pride about themselves and some pride about their heritage and some pride about who they are and who they are striving to become. That's what I wish for our Black communities. I wish that we could um, really, really open up our minds and get out of all of these different theories and um, quit trying to uh, Find a conspiracy in just about everything um, and take a really deep and sincere look at ourselves, look within ourselves, because the key is the key to all of this, to a lot of this is within us. I would like to say to all Caucasian people and other people of color or or of non-color, black people are not bad people. Just like white people are not bad people and Indonesian people are not you know, bad people and Hispanic people are not bad people. Every There is bad in every race, just as well as there is good in every race. And I just really wish that we would not look at each other or deal with each other based upon our skin color or the race that we are, but just deal with us as human beings, individuals, people. Period. That's what I really wish. I wish that for all of us. I think the world would be a somewhat better place if we would just take a couple of steps back and just look at the entire picture. You know, it's not about black or white. It's about rich and poor. It's never been about black and white, ever. It's always been about rich and poor. But I think we... We live with um, we live with these these glasses on that provide us with a false view of life, um, and it's sad. It's really really sad that it's like that. I really wish that we could just, for once in our lifetime. Not allow tragedy to force us together. Why do you think tragedies continue to happen? A lot of tragedies continue to happen because it's God's way of forcing us together, I believe. It, It forces us to look at everything. It really does. It forces us to look at everything. We don't take time out to just look at the big picture, the whole picture. Never do we ever take time out. We're one-sided a lot of times. If we got as half as pissed off when Ray Ray kills Jaquan over something senseless and marched, maybe the other Ray Rays would not kill the other Jaquans. I'm just saying, if we got half as angry as when Ray Ray jumps on and beats up Jaquita. Then maybe we would not, you know. I'm just saying, and, and I'm using ethnic ethnic names not to be funny, but those are the names that are around me in my community. And I just really wish that we would fight for each other and fight against injustice all the way around, and not just wait until something happens. Period. That's our fail. It's our fail. We don't want to um, help one another. We don't want to be helpers of one another. It's like, well, I told them and they didn't get it. So, oh, well, that's not how life goes. You can't just give up on a person because they didn't catch it the first time you said it. You can't even give up on them because they didn't catch it the second or third or the, even the fifth time. They just may be hard of hearing, hard headed or just, you know, a little special. And some people need special care, special attention. And not saying that you're trying, you're just going to sacrifice yourself to save them, you know, but make a conscious effort to save them. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's just it saddens me to um, see us just not really really riding and dying for each other like we should. You take a Hispanic the Hispanic race of people they will get one place and they will bring in three to six, seven, eight, sometimes nine ten family members and everybody will work and do their part. And they will be able to split those bills. They'll be able to have money in their pockets until everybody can save up what they need to save up. And then they get themselves together and then they move out and they branch out. They buy the construction business that they were once working for. They start their own restaurants. They become doctors. They become teachers and lawyers and and such. They put their kids through school, you know, and we as a black race, we, we're not, um, yeah, we're not about to do that. It's like, you better sink or swim if you want to survive. Those are the choices that we give one another. Sink or swim. We can live together because we can't get along. We just can't seem to... I don't know, cohabitate a lot of times. And so with that said, I wanted to know why. And so one day I was thinking, um, or maybe I was reading or researching or whatever I was doing, but it ran me across the Willie Lynch letter. Now, if you've never read the Willie Lynch letter, the Willie Lynch letter Um. Derives of because derived arrived or came about whatever the word is uh, because um, a white man wanted to teach other slave owners how to break a man and his woman and even his child in order to get them to conform to slavery. You really got to read this letter because it's a trip. And I want to do a complete podcast on just this letter and break it down for you guys. But um, it goes into detail to tell you how to um, break men and women and children. It says, you take the strongest blackest male, most dominant, most masculine male, tar and feather him take him and tie one end to a horse and going in one direction and the other side to another horse going in the opposite direction and then scare those horses so that they split this man in two. And you do this in front of all of the other male slaves and the women and children. And then he goes so far as to say, you take the other men or the other male slaves and then you beat them into the brink of their lives. Don't kill them. But beat them until you put the fear of quote-unquote God in them. And then you cozy up to the black woman. And if the black woman is too aggressive, then you beat her Don't kill her, but beat her so that as she begins to have offspring, she'll teach the offspring. Man, listen, the book, I mean, not the book, the letter is a total absolute trip if you've never read it. He literally breaks down even how to divide and separate black people among black people by using different techniques and tactics envy is one of them that he uses distrust was another one that he used and it's even they even uh, kind of implemented colorism into that factor that into that breaking of the black man and even so much as taking the black man away from His family and sending him one way and then sending the woman another way. And then when a child is of age, sending the child another way. I mean, you guys, if you only really, truly just knew your history. And I know a lot of people out there know your history. I'm not saying you don't know your history, but we need to really begin to teach our children our history to some of the things that we endured They're not getting it in full detail, I don't believe and Because if they were, they might have a little bit more pride. My grandmother cleaned houses for a living to take care of her seven children. My mother's mother had a third grade education. Third grade education. She had to stop going to school to stay home to help her mother take care of the other children. She learned how to cook, clean, and do laundry. She could write her name. She could read a little bit, but she couldn't comprehend everything that she was reading. (laughs) My history, just within my family, was taught to me. Period. And all I'm saying is that we really got to rise up, Black people, rise up. And... Become a little bit more uh, active in our own communities and a little bit more active in our own uh, culture. You know, um, again, some of us are destined for greatness. And it's okay if you reach back and you pull up your brother so that he can be great too. We can't wait until something happens. Period. My coworker told me that my podcasts are too serious. Well, (laughs) I sometimes have a lot of, I have a lot of things running around in my head sometimes, you know, Um, and it's just, I have to get it out. But um, yeah, I just, (laughs) that was just kind of running around in my head because again, so much has happened in our community. We've lost, it's been so much death. So much death and everybody knows that toward the end of the year, things get a little harder and people start to die. They just start to die without warning, without cause. It's almost like um, letting water out of the drain. It just starts to just run out. There's nothing you can do. And that's how, you know, it it feels. And so you have to, I want to leave my mark on the world. Even if it's just this freaking podcast, I want somebody to say, Lady D was here. You know what I'm saying? Camille Dion was here. I want to be remembered. Not for who I was, but for whose I was and what I did for my people. Yeah. I'm a big old softy. I cry real easy. I'm very emotional and a little animated. But I want to be remembered for more than just that. I'm goofy and I like to make people laugh. I'm always, you know, just being me. But that's not what I just want to be remembered for. I want to touch lives. I want to say things that are so prolific that it stirs the mind, that it stirs the spirit, that it invokes thought. Because I want to leave a little piece of me with you, my listeners, my children, my grandchildren, my nieces and nephews and little cousins. I want to leave a little bit of peace of me so that I can live on in different ways and the miracle that I am and the miracle within me can still make a difference on this earth long after I'm gone. Period. But anyway, Yeah, that was a little bit serious coworker, (laughs) but I just had to get that off my chest because it's been so much, like I said, that has taken place and it's just really heart wrenching to see uh, my people hurting. It just bothers me. You know, we got to stop backbiting uh, each other. We got to stop trying to pull down one so you can pull yourself up. You got to stop lying on each other and try to make yourself greater or look better. You just got to stop, period. And understand that what God has for you is for you. All right? It's yours. Can't nobody else take it. Can't nobody mess that up with you. That's, that's, that's the truth, for real. That's just the absolute truth. And we just got to be better people. We got to strive to be better people, not stronger black people, but just better people, period. Because life, again, is not black and white. No matter how you try to make it black and white, it's not black and white. Period. And they, you, you can't fall for the rhetoric and fall for the okie doke that they try to shoot you in the media and on social media. And what we need to stop doing is some of this mess is not even worth sharing. For real. Some of it is not worth sharing, but we share it anyway because we think it's funny or we share it anyway because we are conspiracies or we share it anyway because we just so black. We share it anyway. If we stop giving attention to the nonsense and foolery, then the nonsense and foolery will become extinct and non-existent. But we got to first stop it, cut it out. You know what I'm just saying? I'm just saying, sometimes you got to really just take a couple of steps back. And I know, I know, oh God, I know there are a lot of bad people in high places. And I understand that you can't pray stuff away, but you can pray about everything. Because, and understand that what's going to be is going to be. And sometimes what's going to be is hard to accept, but... If you don't do anything but pray about your acceptance. You become better. But not everybody is out to get everybody. That just can't be. It can't be. It can't be. I don't want to live in a world where it's against. It's blacks against whites. But I'm afraid that I already do. (laughs) And I want to try to do something about it. You know. It's good people. It's bad people. And you have to understand that. People, children are reared to hate. They don't know anything about hatred. They don't even see color. They just see, hey, another little person like me. that speaks my language. They don't see color. They really don't. Children are taught to hate. Trust me, they are taught that. They are taught that whether they are sitting down in a classroom being taught it, Are they sitting down around grandmom and granddaddy's legs being taught it? But they are taught that in actions. They are taught that in what you do as a parent, an auntie, a big brother, big sister, a grandma, grandpa, big cousin. They're taught it. They're watching you. Our children are our future. And in the words of the late great Congressman Cummings. He said, our children carry the messages to the future that we will never be able to speak. Come on here, somebody. That was powerful. So we have to make sure that we are training up our child and our children in the right way so that they can travel down the proper path. That's what that is. That's what I believe. It's not, it's not about black and white. It's not even about gay or straight. I just say God handle everybody in the end. But in the meantime, let's try to work on ourselves and become better people. How about that? Yeah. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And if you are in the Dallas area, I hope you guys went to the fair and had a great time. I know that I did last weekend and my husband's trying to go again Sunday. So yeah, but uh, just have a great weekend and think about some of the things that I said and uh, all that good stuff. And yeah, just do that for me. If you have a comment, make sure you leave it. Um, Leave me a comment. Uh, If you want to reach out to me, Send me an email cafe conversations at gmail.com. Oh, it's cafe conversations with lady d at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to start trying to post more blogs and write about some different things or whatever on my blog because I know I haven't posted God in about a month or two. But uh, it's just been so busy, you know, just trying to just been busy. Life is busy, life moves real fast and stuff, and trying to get healthy, you know, and get my keto on. and Get my workout on and make sure I'm drinking my water and minding my business like uh, Pastor Jake say. I mean, Pastor Jake Roberts say, you know, all the good stuff. But yeah, you guys have a great weekend and make the best of your life. Live your best life. Be nice to people, you know, smile, even when the person that you're smiling at isn't smiling back and try to be the flower or the sun that a lot of people don't even realize they're surrounded by. All right. I'm Lady D. You're Inside Cafe Conversations. And honey, I bid you peace. You be blessed. Thank you for joining us Inside Cafe Conversations. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Until next time. I'm Lady D.